What's up, everybody? It's Dan, Binder Boneyard. Coming at you from the office desk, like always, looking out the window. It is dark. It's almost 8 o'clock, Tuesday night. I um, just finished up some shit in the shop. Figured I'd burn this out. Um, this is the office slash break room, lunch room, dog kennel, camping gear, storage, used parts, hole. Um, got a lot of NOS stuff and a lot of parts here. Um, so... They will be hitting the eBay store shortly. They're, we're constantly updating eBay. So if you need something, check it out. Um, a lot of exciting things coming up I can't talk about right now, um, but they are potentially life-changing, earth-shattering, business model-blowing things. Um, so just follow along on the socials and all the things, and um, you'll learn about it eventually. But, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Pretty stoked about things that are happening and coming up. So, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for following along. I really appreciate it, all the comments and stuff. I, I mean, I get it every day. Pretty much every day now I'm hearing something about the podcast uh, from someone. So, whether it be on Facebook or through the business page or Instagram, uh, even people call. People call looking for parts, and then they say, "Oh man, hey, by the way, podcasts are great. You've been following along." So, thank you, thank you for subscribing, thank you for liking, thank you for sharing. Um, it's it's really helpful. Um, yeah. So we got uh, the calendar, birthday cruise, sixteenth um, through the nineteenth, uh, March two thousand nineteen. Um, Route 66, California, running it west to east uh, for my 40th birthday. Join in in your international vehicle. Should be fun. Should be exciting. Um, yeah, the, well, there's a Rubicon trip that we're trying to put together for the early summer. Uh, I don't know yet what that's going to be, but um, going to do our best to make that happen. And then once I start getting show schedules, I'll start rocking those out too. So anyway... Um, yeah, that's about it. Today was a fun day, just working around here, um, trying to get ready for some of the upcoming things, but, uh, really quick rant, um, kind of, you know, you guys have all heard me go on and on about the fucking flippers and the guys that don't know shit and they just, you know, bought a scout for 500 bucks and they're trying to turn it over so they can make, you know, 10 grand or whatever. And, um, you know, that drives me nuts because those guys just, they're ruining the brand, in my opinion, with their, you know, quick paint job and, you know, freshing up of a few things. And then they're selling them as restored. And then people are getting them and they need a ton of work and whatever. You know, I'm seeing um, these guys that don't understand what they're dealing with, you know, because they come from the fucking Chevy pickup world. They got a C10 or some shit in there, you know, and then they stumble into some half ton international and they're like, oh, this will be great. I'll make a couple dollars on this. And then they start complaining about not being able to find parts and how Chevys are so great because they can buy parts and this and that. And I'm like, my theory is you should never own a brand based on how easy it is to source parts 
Um, because that just means your shit's broken all the time or worn out all the time. Like, and that's how I look at it. Like if you are solely basing your choice on what has the easiest replacement part, maybe you need a rig that doesn't need so much replacing. Um, and I know guys are rolling your eyes. Oh, well, Chevy's just super popular and that's why there's so many. And yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of things that were super popular and they made a lot of that nobody, uh, likes. <laughs> I don't know. I just hate how people approach internationals like it is a Chevy or a Ford and then complain when they can't find, you know, a master cylinder and pretty much everything's available. You just got to look, you, you know, Rock Auto, I hate that fucking place, but they have a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I've got catalogs for Napa and I find the parts myself in the catalog, in the paper catalog before I call the store and I just give them the part number because, you know, my Napa's trained pretty good, but a lot of them aren't. And, you know, if you can call in with the part number that you need, um, you know, it might not be in the store. You might have to wait till the next day to get it. But if you are working on a project, you shouldn't be waiting until Saturday morning to order the part you need for that day's job. Um, you know, you really should be ordering a day ahead of time or more if you think it's going to be difficult. If you're working on a Scout 2, most of that stuff is a day away or less through the parts store. If you're working on your, you know, your 56S series, yeah, you're going to have to wait a little bit Um you know, if that part's even available. Because that old stuff, yeah, there is some stuff that you just can't get anymore. Um, or if you can, it is it is a three- or four-day wait uh, through a vendor like me or Coonrods or somebody else. Um, but the parts are out there. They are out there. So, uh, you know, when you go on about, oh, how, Chevy, how great Chevys are because their fucking parts are everywhere... I, I just don't. I don't agree. I don't think they're great. I've owned a Chevy or two. I've had lots of friends with Chevys. And you know what? I'm not that impressed. I'm really not. Uh, my first truck was Ford. Uh, my second truck was a Ford. I had a 69 F100 that I bought off my stepmom when I was 18. And uh, I drove the wheels off of it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed driving that truck. But... I wasn't, you know, it wasn't fucking that awesome. I wasn't heartbroken when I sold it. Uh, I actually sold it to buy my Scout. So, um, you know, I think that was a good, that was a good deal. Um, so, I don't know. I just owned a lot of different brands. And, uh, yeah, I think internationals for that era were, per, were built pretty solid. You know, they were a little different in how they did things. But I still, I believe in that brand. I think it's important when you're working on internationals to understand that they are a little different and you do have to take a different approach to the things you're working on and you can't treat it like it's a Honda Accord and you know parts are $4 on Amazon um you know they are more expensive there's no denying there's no denying that um but I still think the brand is is worth the trouble um so there's my rant on that. More flipper shit and drives me nuts. Um, so I did get some, a question tonight about sound deadening on internationals. And this kind of is across the board. Um, it doesn't necessarily apply to internationals. But 
Um, yeah, I put a 6BT Cummins out of a 89 Dodge pickup in my black Travelette. And, um, you know, that taught me a lot about sound deadening. Um, and, you know, a lot of the full restorations we've done, we do a lot of, of sound deadening just to make them super nice. Uh, you know, depending on how deep you can go in your rig, you know, when we're doing quarter panels on a scout, we clean the inner bedside and we shoot it with a bed liner just to help take some of that drone and tin hollow drum sound out of the inner bedsides. Um, you know, shoot the, the backside of it, the hidden part. That and it helps with the rust problems and stuff like that. That's probably the first layer of sound deadening is if you can pull fenders, if you're doing quarter panels... Um, you know, that sort of stuff, I would shoot that layer with some sort of bed liner. I try to avoid the water-based stuff, which there seems to be a lot of that out there now. Um, I try to go for the two-part mixed stuff like, uh, Raptor, Raptor liner, um, just seems to hold up better. I've actually seen water-based bed liner get, like, people use it on the floor and then they'll get a pool of water that sits there for three, four, five days, and that pool actually will get soft again. Um, so, yeah, I'm just not a fan of water-based anything when it comes to automotive stuff. So, pay attention to what your uh, sound deadener or bed liner is made out of. Um, so, that's the very first layer of defense: is any hidden panel, anything like that. Spray it with bed liner. Uh, same with the inside of the doors. If you're that far into your restoration and you got the glass out and you got things out, pull, clean it real well, hit it real quick with the DA so you don't take off a bunch of paint. And then same thing, shoot the inside of those doors with bed liner. Um, you know, it, it'll, it'll help take some of the drone out for sure. Make sure that you don't get runoff and you plug up your door drains. Uh, make sure those door drains are clean and open and flowing dirt and all that. Um, cause you don't want to plug them up with bed liner cause you'll never get them unplugged. Um, you know, and then other things that people don't think a lot about, but are important, like, um, the seat bases, they, you know, on scout twos, they're attached to the ground or attached to the floor. And if the floor is vibrating, the seat bases are going to vibrate. Um, uh, so shoot those things um even if you shoot just the inside of them because let's say you want to have a nice smooth gloss black seat base or something you know shoot that just the inside make them super thick um you know that goes that goes a long ways towards killing some rattles same with the dash if you've got the dash apart for whatever reason shoot up inside there um anything that's going to get covered with more material later shoot it all that goes a long way towards knocking down the sound. Um, so on the Travelette, I did that. I uh, did what I could. And then since it was gutted, the entire floor, firewall, behind the back seat, uh, up the A pillars, up the B, I'm sorry, up the B pillar, um, all got sprayed with uh, sound deadening material as well. Um, so now you've got layers inside and out. Really go heavy around the trans tunnel uh, and firewall. If you're running a six-cylinder diesel like I am, turbo and exhaust is all on that passenger side. Spray the shit out of that passenger side 
uh, firewall with your material. Uh, it'll help a lot. And then figure out where you're going to route your exhaust. If it's running down the inside passenger frame rail, cover that side of the floor with a lot of it. Um, you know, and then the next step on your interior is Dynamat or Fat Mat, whatever. The it's the you know adhesive backed silver stuff. That's uh, we go through tons of that. Use that everywhere that you're going to get carpet because um, the stuff's pretty ugly. So you don't want a bunch of weird looking tinfoil stuff visible. So everywhere that carpet is going or that you're going to upholstery. Um, layer that stuff in it's not super cheap but it's not really expensive either but you're going to cover everything in that the door panels open up your doors or since your doors are open the steel door cards uh deal door panels i guess layer them up inside and out with the stuff especially if you're getting uh, cardboard door cards over the steel panel just layer that shit in there as much as you can Remember, this stuff's heavy, you're adding weight, everything's getting heavy, so just keep that in mind. But, um, you know, as far as the interior goes, just that stuff should go front to back as far as you can. And we ran it all the way up the back wall of the cab just to below the back window because the seat covers that, so you can't even see it. Uh, so we did the whole back of the cab, uh, we did the ceiling of the truck. You guys with Scout 2s, with the removable tops, you know, the headliner stuff and the Dynamat on the roof, it works. You can use it, um, especially if you have a headliner. Uh, you can do it on the inside of the panels, especially if you use the plastic panels still to take them off. Um, but, uh, you know, just remember, it's going to make the top heavy, real heavy. So sometimes, you know... As far as the tops go, you're kind of limited. But on the pickups and travel-alls, you can line the shit out of the roof and stick whatever you want up there. Um, so dynamat, you know, we dynamat the underside of the tunnel covers a lot of times. Uh, we even dynamat under the hood. We will do the, the underside of the hood to help keep the sound down. Um, that was a little trick my friend Corey taught me showed me i guess he stuck a bunch of sound deadener under his hood and i guess it knocked down a ton of sound so i did it with my cummins and it did help some um you know and all this stuff is knocking down not only engine noise but outside noise wind noise road noise suspension noise all that stuff the more shit you layer in there the the more comfortable it's going to get and in the summertime, if you have AC, it's going to be more comfortable. Uh, and then in the wintertime, you got the heater. It's going to help hold more heat in. So, yeah, line those doors, line the floor, dynamat, all the way around, everywhere you can. And then the final step is the carpet kit. And I know you can get carpet from ACC. Um, we get it. You know, that's who we use for our carpet kits. And you can get the double mass backed stuff so it's really thick and, um, and works well. Um, so, you know, you lay that in, um, you know, that helps if you have the seats out, of course, got the seats out, got to have the sills pulled, um, have the tunnel cover off, that kind of stuff. Um, and then you can lay that in, cut that to fit a lot of times and then, you know, heat gun carefully so you don't melt the carpet, but you can help form 
form the shape a little bit more with a heat gun and really lay it in there so it, you know you don't want dead space underneath of it so then you put that in and uh, then you know you can get creative with some other stuff on my truck uh, because it's so bad <laughs> uh, we took so it's got the full carpet kit and then in the back on the cab inside we took gray foam mats like you see at harbor freight they're like a puzzle piece they look like puzzle piece that they go together uh they're you know half inch thick gray open cell mat um we take those and i use 3m trim adhesive and i cut and i glued them in or i think steph one of my helpers did it at the time glued it in to you know take the back seat out we covered the whole thing from floor to under the window in the gray mat, and uh, it it helped a ton. Really helped a lot. Uh, and then we also did the uh, the ceiling in it, lined the whole thing in the in the floor, you know, foam mat from front to back. And that helped a lot. Like even in the heat of the summer, and my truck's black, it can sit in the sun all day, and you hold your hand up there, and it's lightly warm. But, you know, that's it. And then having it up there killed the drone, too, that you get from those big, long, flat, semi-curved roofs. They have just a drum echo effect. So putting that foam matting up there did a ton for that, too. Um, so, you know, I would suggest that for you guys that are on a budget, can't afford, you know, fancy headliners or whatever. So glue that stuff in there. That goes a long ways. Um you know, that's that's pretty much all that I've been able to figure out uh, without really fucking shit up. Because I'm sure you could drill a hole and then, like, fill the pillars with spray foam. But I know a guy that has that. Somebody did that to his Travelette or Travel All. And it is a rusty pile now. Like, it's really rusty because it just traps moisture. And once that moisture gets in there... It just can't get out. It is, it's stuck. So do not fill any recesses with spray foam or anything like that. You know, try and avoid the things like, I think Home Depot or Lowe's sell some weird shit that's like roof tar panels or something. They're, I, I'm not sure, they're petroleum based, I think. And those aren't very good either. Um, man, they trap a lot of moisture and they they don't they're not right don't cheap out you really need the stuff that's butyl based that won't hold moisture or trap moisture um so don't try and try think you're so smart and you know dump five gallon bucket of roof tar in there and and call it good because you're just gonna um you know regret it later just like I was saying, you know, don't try and outsmart the game. Um, you know, any of the adhesives that you use to glue in this stuff. Um, I really recommend automotive-based stuff like, you know, 3M products are great. Trim adhesive, weather strip adhesive, that stuff is amazing. I mean, I know there's some home, you know, the shit that they use to glue houses together with now. Um, but... I, I'm still not sold on those kinds of adhesives in the automotive world. And I know they glue cars together now, but I don't think they're using fucking liquid nails 
Um, I think it's something else. So, again, don't try to outsmart the game. You know, like, I don't know. It, it's just... It, you could risk wrecking a lot more things than you will solve. And the one thing people forget is the fumes. You use certain adhesives, you use certain things, and they will gas off for days, days and days. It took a good week for the Travelette to stop smelling like trim adhesive. Um, so keep that in mind, too. If you're gluing in or spraying sound deadener or trying to keep you know the noise down, one other thing, or several other things, I guess, to go along with the sound deadening is not only how to stop the sound from coming in, but to stop the sound in the first place. Uh, I know certain tires make a ton of noise. You know, mud terrains like to howl on the highway. I know they look super cool. Uh, and if that's, you know, if you want to look super cool, then the price you pay is sound. Um, and some tires are still pretty aggressive, but yeah, quiet, uh, super swampers and that sort of shit. You're just, that's it. You're shit out of luck on those. They, you know, they howl bad, they whine and they wobble and all that. So if you're trying to look super sweet and run swampers and try to be quiet, you just, you're not going to get there. Um, you know, we run a lot of all-terrain. The BFG all-terrain is something that we run a ton of on customer rigs. I run pro-comp all-terrains on my trucks, and they're very quiet and still pretty aggressive for an all-terrain. Um, yeah, so, you know, tires are important. Exhaust is another one, um, and you can change the tone of the engine and the noise coming in just based on where you locate the mufflers in the pipes. I know on the Scouts, um, it's you're kind of limited to just about three feet front to back uh, from about you know the bell housing to the step um, on the Scout 2s. The Scout 80s and 800s with four cylinders, the muffler goes in the very, very back uh, sideways. That's, the, that's how it's supposed to be mounted from the factory. So the farther away from the engine the muffler is the quieter the truck will be um and the less back pressure you have um so you know if you're looking for a quote unquote free flowing exhaust you're going to want to get the muffler back away from the engine as far as you can um you know there's tricks you can do with that as well but that'll help quiet things down you know the diesel guys like myself i just run a straight pipe and that's louder than shit and i also have it dump out before the back tire on the passenger side so i have to deal with the drone of the exhaust being you know three feet away from the back door uh if i got smart i would run the the rest of the way over the axle and all the way out the back that would probably quiet my truck down a ton as far as interior noise. But for right now, it's just what it is. Um, so think about your exhaust. You know, 40 series Flowmasters sound amazing. But, you know, if you're concerned about drone and noise, think about placing them in a different spot. Um, the other thing is shielding. You know, from the factory, the Scout 2s had a tin shield under the floor to help keep the heat 
down from you know melting your shoes and shit. Uh, that also helps deflect sound out of the muffler. So think about placing some sheet metal shields under the truck that can help you know go above the muffler, give you an airspace between the shield and the floor, and that'll help get rid of some heat and deflect some sound. Um, so another thing, you know, on my truck, I've got my head pipe is wrapped all the way from the turbo to damn near, you know, the passenger back seat floor area. Uh, that helped with the sound a little, but also helped keep the heat down cause it did get really hot too. Um, so again, more sound deadening, more heat, more comfort type stuff. Um, Intakes, people don't realize how much noise the intake makes uh, and air, you know, when it's sucking all the time, it, it can make a ton of noise. So if you've got a big open air cleaner, you probably don't notice it as much. Uh, if you have a, uh, you know, quote unquote cold air intake and you've got the filter up in the cowl or something, you're going to hear a sucking noise. If you have a turbo, you know, diesel or something like I do, you're going to hear that as well. My filter is pointed forward up by the passenger headlight and I still hear it. Like it's very visible, that turbo whine and the, you know, noise all the time. Uh, it's, it's very visible even with all the sound deadening I did. So, um, you know, that's something to think about too, is what your intake is doing. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of factors, a lot of things. There's some things you just can't get around. Like, you know, the doors are only so thick, the windows are shaped the way they are. You're only going to get so much sound deadening out of the window gaskets and door gaskets and, and all that stuff. So keep that in mind. And, um, you know, hopefully with all that stuff, you'll have a pretty comfortable ride. You know, the gas powered scouts that we've built, they've done all that stuff. They are amazingly comfortable. They really are. They go down the road. Great. You know, even topless, they still don't sound bad, you know. They you hardly hear anything, but uh, you know, it all helps. So hopefully that helped you guys figure out, you know, how to quiet down your rides inside. I know a lot of the uh, the wives and girlfriends don't like the noise and the drone, um, you know, window felts and stuff. That's when I forgot. Window felts, door felts, door gaskets. Those are all super important because if your windows are rattling, if shit's making noise, it's just more annoying noise. Uh, so there's another thing to add to it. Make sure all your door gaskets and window felts are in good shape. Um, and then maybe your, you know, special, special significant other will like riding around with you more. But anyway, that's it for me today. Hope you guys uh, found this informative and fun, enjoyable and whatnot. Um, keep uh, let me know what you like, what you don't like, and um, you know I will catch you guys later.